0: Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is June the 20th 2019 strong hand be a unique beast value your wealth in bitcoin unconfiscatable one bitcoin equals one bitcoin offended by selling personal responsibility is a new counterculture Your home for bitcoin insider information no fancy sets or graphics conviction always be learning always be learning remember if you're watching this tape play that 2x if you're watching this live if you've got questions type in bitcoin meister in the chat, so I can answer your questions. I can only see it when you type in Bitcoin Meister or you do a super chat. Also, remember tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. in Los Angeles, this week in Bitcoin. Oh, it's soon. David Bennett will be on, Christian will be on, and so will Bitcoin Tina. Oh, you love all those guests. This week in Bitcoin, the best guests in the space you find here every Friday at some time. And that time is 2 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow, Friday, pound that like button. All right. Let's talk about the Fed or let's talk about interest rates or let's talk about government interference in the financial markets because you know what? You can complain about it. You can scream about it, but it helps Bitcoin. Here's a great tweet from Bernstein. That's his last name, at least. And so it begins an arms race of central banks around the world competing to devalue their currencies. Fiat will leak into scarce assets and the scarcest asset in the world will disproportionately benefit. It's like they're conspiring to pump Bitcoin. Thank you for your service. Yes. Thank you for your service, central banks. Yes, you're going into the the monetary policy of printing your fiat like crazy. It looks like it's about to happen. People are talking about it with the Fed. They're going to change their their policy. Interest rates are going to are dropping. So they say, you know, I don't worry about it. I say you print a lot of fiat. People, if you get a lot of fiat, don't don't like value your wealth in that fiat. Put it into something that's scarce. They're giving you something for free. Put it into something that's not free. Okay, so they're giving you the opportunity. You could go, what they what what, what most people do are, oh look at this. I'll go spend it on useless things, on a new car, on this, that, and the other. And the end of the day, you're in more debt at the end of the day, which is not what you should be doing. So you get your fiat. You don't value your wealth in fiat. You put it into something scarce, like this guy says, and that is Bitcoin. So 20 percenters will know to do this. And Bitcoin will benefit because of all these all these financial shena- shenanigans. I don't complain about it. I just uh, you analyze the situation and you do what you got to do. You got to value your wealth in Bitcoin and know that uh, this is what Bitcoin was made for—for for when governments would uh, cre- create their uh, welfare dollars and, and increase the size of the welfare dollar. And of course, all the all the fiat lovers out there, the 80 percenters, they won't know the difference. They'll they'll be getting bigger and better big screen TVs. So they'll be happy and we'll be happy. Pound that like button. Um, the crypto guy, what's he have to say? Oh, this is hilarious. This is hilarious. I finally, I finally found the perfect portfolio allocation. 40% Bitcoin, 25% Bitcoin, 5% Bitcoin, 30% Bitcoin. Pound that like button, dude. That's a portfolio that I like. That's not just that crypto crypto portfolio nonsense. That's the real deal Holyfield, baby. Or the real deal uh, Adam Kowlinicki. That, that that'll be the new thing. You know, Holyfield, he was an old school boxer. Now Adam Cowanki, I'm destroying his last name. Watch yesterday's show if you want to know about the Polish powerhouse from Brooklyn and his attempt to become the heavyweight champion of the world. And hopefully Bitcoin will ride his coattails to glory because he loves Bitcoin, that's yesterday's show. All right. And you can always watch my archives, disruptmeister.com, T-E-C-H-B-L-T. Follow me on Twitter. I've been tweeting out uh, my podcast. You can listen to all my podcasts, sportsmeister.com. And my podcasts are obviously all these shows in audio form because you really don't need to see me and the freezer here um, to, like, understand what's going on. I mean, again, if you're an 80 percenter and you like to see freezers and fancy sets and graphics, then I watch another channel. i I don't know this is about content content so you can listen to it at sportsmeister.com also and bitcoin meister what's your opinion about the satoshi story around paul larue yeah i've discussed this before it's totally fud totally clickbait totally ridiculous and uh, again we've been through this if you, you maybe you're new every year to six months there's a new satoshi okay and it's, it's, it's so salacious. Each one's more salacious than the last one. So we've got criminal Satoshi. We've got Jim Jones Satoshi. We had uh California Asian man Satoshi. That wasn't too controversial. We're going to keep get, getting these. And perhaps some people out there will take the clickbait and click, keep on, you know, clicking on the articles and giving all those mainstream propaganda outlets clicks. And then they'll complain, Oh, why is Vox so powerful? Why? Because you keep clicking on their stories. And and so again, it it doesn't matter. And guess what? Next year, there'll be another story about another fake Satoshi that'll be even more convincing. And all the people who love conspiracies will be like, yes, obviously, it was the FBI behind it that made up this French... Canadian, the Australian, Satoshi, and it was all, and I'm selling all my Bitcoin because the NSA is behind it. I mean, and that's what it leads to, all this nonsense. So that's what I think about it. I've, I've discussed it before. It's a total waste of time. Total waste of time. All right. So, um, but again, if you like doom and gloom and being a no-coiner, that's the thing for you. That's good. It's interesting stuff to waste your time with and to worry about. And uh, moving on, this guy, Yossi Hassan, says, I opened a new U.S. bank account in the six days that it took for my wire to transfer from my other U.S. account to my new account. My new account was debited $25.95 for being under the minimum balance to not be charged a fee and another $34 overdraft fee. And yet crypto is the scam. Hey, dude, that is a great point. But hey, people like people like to poke fun at Bitcoin. They say, "Oh, it's a scam. It's this. It's that. It's the other." And then if you stay with the financial, if you stay with the traditional financial markets, and you, you have your bank account, you try to open a new bank account, you got to you get charged fees up the yin yang, and it's so slow that you end up having negative uh, negative balances, and you get charged even more and more. So they just they keep on taking from you, and uh, it, it's an incredible. Uh, I mean, what a racket. I mean, but people opt into it. That's it. And for some people, it's convenient, I guess. Let me tell you about this. Uh, I think eventually the banks won't be able to pull all, all that, all those nonsense charges off anymore uh, because smart banks who want to stay alive and relevant in the 2030s will become uh, Bitcoin banks also. So they'll deal with fiat. They'll be Bitcoin friendly, and they're just not going to be able to get away with doing incredible, you know, $50 fees for, for nonsense, for, for, for mistakes. And it, it, the ones who continue down that path will probably become obsolete. I, I think uh, Bitcoin will force the hands of some of these banks to become, become a little bit more sensible or friendly in, in terms of their fees. They're not going to be able to get away with it. I mean, right now they have a monopoly on saving your wealth, basically. So they get to charge fees like that. They're not going to have that monopoly forever. And even even 80 percenters will get tired of dealing with banks that that, that pay those, that charge those incredible, incredible fees. But again, at this point, they can still get away with it because most people don't want to be their own banks and get into Bitcoin. Eventually, banks will feel the pressure of people that are just totally opting out of the banking system. And then they'll have little carrots to get back in. Like, oh, yeah, you can store your Bitcoin here also. And we won't charge you fees anymore to, to do that, or to uh, you know, it won't take three days to wire your money or seven days to wire your money. So again, I, I like that this guy s- brings up that here we're almost in the 2020s, and we have banks that are still able to get away with with this type of nonsense. But hey, it, you know, more more power to. I mean, if people want to stick with that kind of thing. Yet Bitcoin is a clear option to opt out of it. Then I mean, let let it, if they can print money like that, let them do it. Um, All right, B Ruck says, um, did you see Riviera Beach City paying the ransom of $600,000 to uh, hackers? And you know what, B Ruck, were you the one who sent me that over uh, Twitter? Somebody, someone just informed me of it. Okay. And guess what? I didn't have time to look at it. And I'm I'm so glad you reminded me of it. I'm going to look at it again. But if, if the headline is true, then uh, it, yeah, it appears that they wanted about 100 Bitcoin uh, at the time that Bitcoin was worth about $6,000, and they paid it, which is pretty amazing because that's a lot more than what the Baltimore guys wanted, and the Baltimore people never uh, paid it, but it, it cost the Baltimore people even more in the long run. So yeah, I did hear about it. It is something to investigate, and it is, so, it is just a reminder that you, if you're one of these bloated uh, city bureaucracies... A long time ago, you should have bought bought some Bitcoin as insurance, just so you wouldn't have to get into this type of situation. So you know, back in the day, if you would have you would have gotten a uh, hundred Bitcoin um, for four hundred dollars, it would have cost you forty thousand dollars, which seemed like a lot then. But uh, in in the future, if you ever got ha, if you ever got held up like these guys did, and for like fifty Bitcoin, you would. Pay them the 50 Bitcoin, you'd be free. You'd learn your lesson. You would improve IT and you would still have an extra 50 Bitcoin. You would have come out ahead, actually. But yeah, thanks for that. I got to actually write that down right, right now to uh, look into Florida. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I somehow that slipped my mind. Again, I, I thank everyone who sends me all sorts of stories. Sometimes I get sent way too many stories. and I. But thanks for that reminder. Pound that like button, everyone. Thanks for the, the questions, okay? So we talk about the bank accounts, and that winning banks in the future will have to d- definitely uh, change their ways. Uh, to to they won't be able to do that that anymore. So the block crypto has an article out here, and this is, you know, this should scare you guys straight. It, nothing bad actually happened, but Coinbase detected and blocked an attempted attack on user funds. Coinbase was among several crypto companies able to detect and block an attempted hack on Monday, according to reports. So again, there are a lot of people that think, uh, "Oh, it's, it's just as good. It's it is just as good as a bank because a bank can get robbed, also." Okay, it's a centralized point of weakness. Coinbase is. People have tried to hack it. This is proof that they tried. They did not succeed at all. But after a story like this, why are you keeping any funds at Coinbase? Now, I know there's some of you out there that, you know, diversified for the sake of diversification. You were keeping your Bitcoin there. So now you have something called 0x. You wouldn't know how to store it in the first place anywhere else. That's a bad situation to get yourself into, dudes. If you buy a cryptocurrency, you should definitely know how to store it at something other than a third party because once it's at a third party like Coinbase, it can get hacked and someone tried to hack it the other day. So get yourself a Trezor, learn how to send the Bitcoin, learn how to store a Bitcoin properly. And again, if you store your Bitcoin properly, you get crypto dividends. You get interest on your Bitcoin. You get these airdrops and you get these forks and you turn it into more Bitcoin thanks to crypto dividends. It is something you this is insider information here. Not everybody knows about this type of stuff, but hey, if you watch the show, you do. And uh, if you don't watch the show, then you know about who the latest big Satoshi is, and that will get you nowhere in life. But if you know what a crypto dividend is, well, and you know how to store your Bitcoin, you'll get more Bitcoin. Pound that like button, value your wealth in Bitcoin. All right, that's really about valuing your wealth in Bitcoin. So I, I don't, I do not want to hear the news one day that Coinbase actually got hacked. That would be horrible. And guess what? The price of Bitcoin would actually dip because of that in terms of fiat. There would be all because people would say, oh, look, Bitcoin got hacked. Hey, that's why you have a strong hand. You got to be prepared for stories like that. And to really be prepared for a story like that, you control your own private key and you know how to store your Bitcoin. So yeah, we're another another day closer to an all-time high. Bitcoin has always returned to its all-time fiat highs. And uh, so another day closer to 20K or whatever it was, 19.6K. And I think a lot more people are getting the hang of this lately because the last what week or two or three weeks, Bitcoin keeps on getting yearly highs they keep, in terms of fiat. I think uh, today Bitcoin has not been this high in terms of fiat like in, in 13 months. So some new people who only got in when Bitcoin was going down or they're even newer than that, they, they haven't seen this yet. The glory of Bitcoin in terms of uh, it, it – it's taking step after slowly step by step. But now it seems like it's getting a little faster. It returns to its all time high. And so now it's returning to its yearly high or it's 13 month high or it's 14 month high and slow. And and we're going to be at a a nice, a round number again in theory soon enough. If it's not soon enough then continue your strong hand. But again, this the whole concept of one day closer to an all time high. I think people are able to, uh, it's not this uh, nebulous concept anymore you you can really see it in front of your face like oh wow it's it is getting higher every day it really could get to an all-time high again yeah believe it or not it will it has in the past it will again learn the two hundred ten thousand block theory that we talk about on the show okay a guy named satoshi satoshi says more jw weatherman controversy to date <laughs> He says bit thirty nine is insecure, and he will never touch any hardware wallet. Okay, you know what? He he says a lot of controversial things. He's like, uh, he he's incredibly paranoid about his big I mean, he, he believes in Bitcoin, Bitcoin, the and it really uh, to an extent where he takes it to a whole new level. Where if something even resembles a third party, he doesn't like it apparently. So I, I haven't heard about this yet, um, but he—he's like he, – hes he, We need perspectives like that, dudes who it, it, it appear very uh, paranoid about every aspect of securing your Bitcoin and uh, that everything is a threat to Bitcoin. Again, I don't live my life that way, but he, he definitely. And you know, he's an interesting guy to talk to, and. Uh, I definitely don't agree with him on everything. Uh, I, I'll have to check out this latest thing. Satoshi, Satoshi, thank you. And this is, yeah, it totally sounds JW-ish to me, though. Totally, totally. So he's a character in the space. Uh, best guest on the space on this show. He, he has been one of them in the past. Very recent. Check out uh, techbalt.com to see it. So uh, And no, I don't agree with that, by the way. The knowledge that I have... Uh, he, he says Bit thirty nine is insecure, and he would never touch a hardware wallet. Clearly, that's not true with me. I Trezor, baby, heck yeah! And again, the other ones are okay too. But uh, Trezor, you can easily sign to get your crypto dividends. So that's when people ask me which one is the best one, that one's the best one right there. No, if Bit thirty nine was insecure, we'd be in a, a for a world of hurt right now. Okay, so I, I I'm I'm down that one. But hey, let JW be worried. So. Someone's got to be worried. <laughs> you know, I, I, I read the comment below that you didn't type in Bitcoin Meister, do you? said, "What do you think of the Bitfi wallet?" Isn't that the nonsense one that uh, that the Belizean uh, drug addict was talking about? Uh, who's in? Was he in Cuba now? That that freak? No, no, I don't. I don't think anything of it. That's the one that was totally proven. Yeah, you have a Trezor. Keep the Trezor, dude. Bit- Bitfi has no advantage. Is, is again, if I'm if I'm re- if I'm getting Bitfi confused with uh, the, I was talking about McAfee. Was, was was McAfee the one promoting Bitfi? Yeah, I'm probably getting confused with the other one. Now, Tre- Trezor is the best one. Yeah, this guy says cold card is better than Trezor. You in terms of a uh, combining safety and what's uh easy to use the trezor is much easier to use so i'd uh, yeah you said for more advanced users okay more i'm not talking you know more advanced users how many of them are actually out there seriously i mean uh, in in the whole cryptocurrency space how many people actually know how to use a hardware wallet what five percent okay and then we're talking about advanced users of that five percent how many would be adv- advanced users like one percent of that five percent so i mean yeah, I like um, what's his face? Uh, he's been on the show before. The guy behind uh, Cold Card, and I I haven't um played around with the the one that I have that much. So, uh, but he, yeah, he's he's doing good things. What's his name? Rodolfo's Cold Card. So I hope I'm not messing up. I'm I hope I'm not getting Bit, Bitfi. You know, we've got all these names that are like Bitfi. There's that company that also like gives you interest on your Bitcoin, which is totally ridiculous to give a company. It sounds something like BitFi also. So I get, I just get this bad vibe when I even see that written there. So if it's not the one that's uh, promoted by McAfee, then whatever, but Trezor is the best one. And, uh, okay. So we talked about, all right, let's, let's talk about Steemit right now. So I'm Bitcoin Meister on Steemit. And I, I like Steemit because I earn this, uh, by, by posting my, uh, my content there, I earned this thing called Steam, which is a cryptocurrency. I turned into Bitcoin. And I don't know why anyone would buy Steam because you get it for free. But there is a guy. Another reason I like Steam it is because it they're trying to get in the direction of cryptocurrency tied around social media. Okay? And there's something to this. Okay? And people are trying to tie. And, and it would be great if you could have social media and people paid with Bitcoin through social media. To, and people are working on that also. But... The Steemit thing has been going on since 2016. Okay. Since the summer. Now it's almost been, I'll get my three year anniversary on there very, very soon. Wow. As the world changed since then. Oh my God. Um, and so you always have all these people complaining about their YouTube and Facebook. And, but, but at the same time, we, some of us say, well, there's a, there's a social media platform that involves cryptocurrency, but Steemit hasn't changed very much over the years. Okay. And it's, Definitely not very social. And this guy has a has a Steamit post that I think people should read. I, I re-steamed it, and I'm gonna read you some some bits and pieces for it because Steam has gotta improve. It's gotta improve itself, okay? The guy says ironically, the same set of people that have abandoned Steamit because of the crashing price of Steam are actively posting free content on other social network platforms, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Then the big question arises, why are the same set of people who create free content on other mainstream social platforms, Facebook in particular, sites, are, are getting frustrated on Steemit due to low payouts? The answer is simple. There is nothing social about the present user interface we have on Steemit. In short, many users, I just lost my place there. Okay, uh, about the present user interface, we have on Steemit, in short, many users at best see Steemit as a place where you come, post your content, walk away, and return to harvest rewards. The present user interface does not give much room for social interaction. It is why more than half of the registered people on Steemit are always nowhere to be found in a barren market. So great point, dude. It's not social. It doesn't... <laughs> people just post and go. I mean, and I'm guilty of it too. Um, I post and I, I mean, I, I do talk about it and I do a uh, re-steam people. And so I go a little bit beyond and I, and I been consistent there. I don't leave because the price inter, that you know, the steam steam fiat price has gone down, but they, they need to work on things to, to make it just a friendlier place where people are actually interacting and it hasn't changed since 2016. It really hasn't changed since 2016. And uh, for now, for I mean, I'm trying to help people get Bitcoin. So if you are a content creator, keep posting. And but there are real no, there are no other benefits there besides just posting and leaving. They, they just it's a work in progress that is kind of stalled. It's definitely stalled out. Uh, but I hope that someone can come up with something that really makes it more social or someone comes up with other uh, truly social social media platforms that involve cryptocurrency. There is something to this. There really is something to this. I've been saying it since 2016. And uh, again, I've never, I've never given them a dime. I've just gotten a lot of steam from them and I've turned it into Bitcoin. Pound that like button. So let's hope for some, some changes over there. And I give this author credit because He's not a lot of people like to post pro Steam things there with hopes that a lot of people are going to upvote them. That guy spoke the truth. So good for you, dude. i I, I re-steamed you, and maybe you're watching this. Who knows? Uh, I, I, I did some uh, sometimes on Google, I'll just type in Bitcoin and I'll, I'll see what articles come up. And my Lord, I mean, you get clickbaity stuff uh, like uh, the father of three. Put everything in the Bitcoin. Here's what happened next. By the way, that's from Box. It's not linked to below because I think it's like that site is nonsense uh, a lot of the time, and uh, and it's totally clickbaity. But and then there's just like the total FUD articles that'll come out on, on the Google search and the ones that are just based on like it hit ninety three hundred dollars. It's not dead. I mean, they they treat it like such a fad. Uh, the, the mainstreamy outlets out there they really haven't gotten it yet. Uh, so it's unique if, if you if you know where to go for the 20% sources of information, whether it be channels like this, whether it be Twitter feeds of guests that I have on my show or channels of guys that I have on my show, guys and gals who are guests who, who cares, you know? this 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 space doesn't discriminate you can be a guy you can be a gal you can be a black you can be your white you can be a christian you can be a jew you can be an atheist you you can be in bitcoin nothing's preventing you um uh, but there, there's definitely if you're a person who's just um like interested in bitcoin and you just google in bitcoin man you're gonna get clickbait you're just gonna go down the wrong path <laughs> you're gonna end up buying altcoins you're gonna be end up worrying about who the next fake satoshi is and about uh what happens next with a father of three puts everything in bitcoin the what happens next line oh my god that is the most clickbaity thing on earth but people fall for it hey but hey you know 80 percent are gonna do what 80 percenters are gonna do uh here's a funny site uh, and, and this site is probably uh better than most of the mainstream news articles about bitcoin it's called coinmarketcrap.co coinmarketcrap.co. So it's linked to below. It is very funny. It gives the rankings of all the coins out out there. Bitcoin is first and then what's below it is quite hilarious. Uh, I think I covered everything there. Yeah, that's it. Thanks a lot, everyone. Remember, tune in tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern time. That is 11 a.m. on the West Coast and uh, 1 p.m. in Chicago in the central uh, time zone. I'm Adam For this week of Bitcoin, we got some great guests. Bitcoin team, I know a lot of you are excited about that. I saw you guys posted about that. Uh, uh, I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video, pound that like button, bang that bell button. If you need a reminder when we go live, or maybe you'll get that reminder, it's up to YouTube. I'll see you guys in the chat right now. Click on that, those squares you see.